Welcome back to Don't Get Me Started podcast, everybody. Today is a little different because it's just me as your host, and Abby's not here today, but I'm Heather. But I'm here with my cousin, Olivia, who is an entrepreneur, a brand designer, and a new mom, and a bunch of other things, but I'll let her introduce herself as well. So go for it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Heather. Of course. Okay. So I am a first and foremost, a brand and website designer. I own a design agency. That was the first business that I started. And I started that in 2017. And since then I've started a few other business ventures and also, and primarily am a business mentor for creatives. And through that, I have a podcast an education platform with free resources, templates, and courses to help other creatives start and launch and grow their businesses. Awesome. Okay. So I know that me and you have talked before about it, but I was wondering if you could share kind of like your journey with graduating college and then kind of like going to the corporate world, but then deciding that wasn't for you and like how you decided you wanted to become your own boss and start your own business. Yeah. I actually love telling this story because I feel like it's very relatable, especially when you're in your early twenties. So after undergrad, I moved out West to California. I was in college in New York and then went straight to California. Like I, there was nothing that was going to stop me from moving, <laughs> from moving out there. I would have like yeah. scrubbed floors with toothbrushes. If that <laughs> I could move out there. So pretty much a month after graduation, I moved out there and I did go out there before because my parents were like, you can't move out there without a job. And so I did go out there and did like a bunch of interviews for a week and I did have a job when I moved out there um, in corporate. So I was on the marketing team of like a commercial real estate firm. And actually, before I get into that, I want to go back a little bit more is I come from a super traditional family unit. So my parents worked really, really hard from where they are now and like basically did everything themselves, like paid their way through high school and college and everything and just worked really hard to provide for us as kids because they didn't come from a lot. Yeah. So for them, it was like education and getting a corporate job. Like that was the most important thing in life was like stability, getting a job, working for corporate. And I was the first born. Yeah. (laughs) uh, They were very like just put a lot, not, I wouldn't say pressure because I never really felt pressure, but they just had really big dreams for me, which is great. Like I never felt like, oh, you know, this is what we want from you. But that, I think that knowing that is important, like going forward in my story, like my parents were very involved in like the decisions I was making. And it's also important for me that I didn't disappoint them. So moved out to California because I would have just like moved out to California and like figured it out. Like I probably would have just like done waitressing or like, I I didn't really care. I just wanted to live by the beach. So Mm -hmm. I was living there and honestly was thriving, like made my, I met, I moved out there all by myself. So I knew no one. I met my roommate on Craigslist. (laughs) I bought my bike on Craigslist. Like Like the dreams. I I literally like owe everything to Craigslist. Like the first year. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Which is like, I think Craigslist is totally different now. Like 
I don't know yeah. if I would <laughs> recommend that. Yeah, I've like never been on Craigslist. I don't know anything about Craigslist at all. Yeah, like I'm That's pretty so sure funny. I met, I'm pretty sure I met Andriana, my roommate, on Craigslist. But anyway, <laughs> so, so moved out there and was doing great. Like had a job, um, was living literally a block from the ocean. Like absolutely loved it, and my job was fine. Like. My boss was great. I loved the people that I worked with. I made really good friends, but it was just very unfulfilling where I wasn't creatively sparked at all. I was like, didn't really know what I wanted to do and like what my career was, but I knew that I didn't want to do that. Like I would look around the office and my, like my manager and my boss and be like, I don't want their job. And I had never been, I didn't know that you could own your own business. Like never crossed my mind. I didn't know what entrepreneurship was. Like it never was a thing for me that I mm-hmm. was new. Um, and maybe I did meet people that owned their own businesses, but I just never knew what it was. And then I started, we started working with a freelancer with my job and he was like, you know, and we were just chatting and I was like, well, who do you work for? And he's like, oh, myself. And I was oh. like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. You're like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. And so he was really the first introduction of entrepreneurship and that really just like stuck to me and I would hang out with him and we'd work together and it just, he op- really opened me- my eyes to a whole different lifestyle really. And okay. that's another thing too, like out West, the lifestyle is way more chill. So, you yeah. know, if I walked into work, around 9 a.m. because I wanted to like surf in the morning or like go to the beach like it was fine Um, and then same with like happy hour and everything so it moving out of like my comfort zone of like things that I knew and people that I knew was so like at the time I didn't realize it was the catalyst but it was one of the catalysts of following my dreams or like leading my path even though I didn't know what that path looked like And Mm -hmm. then I'll never forget this. So I was working and like, I was working with this guy and like was introduced to all this. And I just was like literally miserable in my job. Like it was just, I was looking for other jobs, but nothing was really like, okay, I really want to do this. And I called my mom leaving from work and was basically in tears and was like, I just don't love my job. Like I can't, I don't love it. And she was like, well, nobody really loves their job. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. I don't want to be I, one of those people. Yeah, I, my I mom just, has definitely said the same thing to me. Like, no one loves their job. And I'm like, that sounds so sad. <laughs> so sad. And I think, like, people talk – I don't think you're a millennial. I think you might be, like, a Gen Z. But people talk yeah, shit about, like, our millennial, um, like, mindset and how we're privileged or whatever. But I think our perspective and, like, millennial and lower um, and yeah. younger, like, I think that our perspective on that is – really important and like being able to trailblaze and you know open your eyes to not have like you should love what you do if you spend your entire life working like no so yeah after she told me that I was like okay I'm on a mission (laughs) for that to not happen (laughs) and basically like um I think it was just a few months after that I woke up one day and was like I have to quit my job like I literally can't do this anymore. Like I, and I remember telling Alex, who was my boyfriend at the time, now my husband. And I was like, so nervous. Like I was like, okay, I think I'm going to quit my job. (laughs) And I thought he was going to like ask me all these questions and like, you know, what do you mean? You're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, okay, cool. Like, we'll figure it out. Like, I'm not Uh worried. And I was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) 
Um, so that was in, I was 24. That was in 2017. When did you, so you worked at your corporate job for three years, two two years. Okay. And was Alex with you in California when you, Yeah. so we broke up when we graduated college, we had dated a year in college and Mm -hmm. then we were kind of like, we're super young. Like we should both try our own thing. And so I moved out to California. He moved to Colorado and then okay. after I was out in California for like a year, he ended up moving out to San Diego. Aw, nice. Yeah. He's and like, fast he came forward, to visit like... and I was like, yeah, I know. It's sick, right? Then we, <laughs> up, then we ended up living there for four more years, so. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So then once you quit your job, like how do you – because. I think I went through a similar thing and I think this is when you kind of told me this story like I was at a job right out of college and I just like hated it and I was like this is so s- sad and like I would like drive to work crying and like leave work crying oh because I hated it and like I remember being so nervous to quit like I remember like shaking in my boots <laughs> like like so afraid of quitting and I remember I went to my manager and he what I was like in tears crying to this like 50 year old man I felt I was like I'm probably making him so uncomfortable but um he was like you know like you just got to do what you got to do like whatever makes you happy and I was like wow this is I mean I'm still in the corporate world but I'm like much much happier at my job now so I feel like quitting can be so scary thinking about it because you just feel like that's what you're supposed to do and you're like everyone else like doesn't really like it but they're staying so why do I have to stay or like should I be staying too kind of thing but yeah you just have to do what's best for you so no that's great so then what kind of happened after you quit so I quit my job and also at the time I was getting my yoga teacher certification because I was like I need to like I I need some sort of spiritual awakening so that actually also had a, a play in this where it was very much like I was super aware of myself and what I wanted out of life and the type of lifestyle that I wanted because I was in this immersion program for yoga teacher training. So it was like 20 hours a week, uh, Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays for three months. So it was very intense and you Mm -hmm. had no choice but to look inward. So yeah. I was a yoga teacher on the side and then I also worked at an art gallery and that was like maybe I worked like 20 hours a week and I was able to like make my rent like pay my rent and stuff mm-hmm. and like yeah. my bills um and then I just like freelanced and kind of like figured out so I quit my job with like no business plan like I was just like okay. I can't work yeah. here anymore <laughs> like I have no plan yeah. I just knew that I wanted to work for myself and do some sort of graphic design and yeah. actually when I quit my boss she was so amazing she was like my California mom like she just was oh. absolutely awesome she ended up hiring me for freelance okay. so I did have like that type of in with her. And then I had like got some other clients from them as well, doing just like random social media graphics and things like that. And over time through like trial and error and trying different things, I like discovered that I liked branding and like, liked logo design and color palette. So I started 
taking courses and learning from other people and just, it kind of evolved from there. And I would say like the first two years, I definitely would call myself like a freelancer, like wasn't making, like maybe made my, my corporate salary. Um, but it wasn't until I quit those side jobs, like stopped being, um, stopped being a yoga teacher and stopped working at the gallery that my business really took off. So I would say like three years in by the third year I was doing really well. Um, and then from there, it's just kind of like evolved over time. Okay. That's cool. So yeah, I didn't realize, I guess I didn't realize how long you were in California for. So you started like the first couple years of your business out there and then moved around a bunch. Nice. Yeah. Going more towards starting your business now, how did you like, I know you just talked about it a little bit, but get the idea for, I know you started as like your name brand, like um, Olivia Design, right? And then you changed to current design studio. So how did you kind of like get that idea and then get your business kind of like off the ground and turn it into a success? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, and I tell this to so many people is like the, this is the only way that you'll learn and know what you're capable of doing and know the direction that you want to go is if you take action and mm -hmm. it's going to be super cringy and it's going to be really messy. But if you are just constantly planning, nothing will ever get done. Nothing yeah. will ever, you would just never do it. And you'll always just be a dream. And I yeah. hear this conversation so much like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And I'm just like, okay, like <laughs> I'll, when I, I'll see it when I believe it or I'll believe it when I see it. And yeah, that is like very true to like anyone that wants something really bad. They're gonna just do it and take action. And that was what happened to me. Like I went into it very blind, but at the, I always knew that one, I wanted to be able to travel whenever I oh. wanted. And two, I knew that I like, when I did have a family that I wanted to have as much free time. Like I didn't want to feel like I had to choose career over family or just career over life at, in general. So I think like knowing that really like let has led to all of the decisions that I've made and continue to make like in my business and what I want from it. But I would say, I forgot the question, but um, <laughs> I can't even remember what I, oh, I think I asked like, how did you kind of turn, like, how did you, I guess, what kind of steps did you take to start seeing success in your business? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. So I would say like first and foremost, and this goes for anything, whether you want to start a business or just like want the, like you're dreaming of a life. Well, first of all, it's like if you if it's in your heart and you're dreaming about it and thinking about it, it's there for a reason. Like mm -hmm. not everyone wants to start their own business or be an entrepreneur. So if you're thinking about it and it's like literally keeping you up at night, then there's a reason that it's there. And I think to like, yeah, just and so for me, like realizing that and being like, okay, it's not normal that other people are feeling this way or like no one else feels this way. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I knew that I had to pursue it, but I guess just like the actual steps I took were so the trial and error, like what I was saying, like the first okay. few years, just like really testing the waters and like taking on pretty much any client and figuring out what I like and didn't like. And, you know, I would work with some clients and be like, nope, not doing that. Like not working with that yeah. type of clientele again, or like 
okay, I don't like this type of project. I prefer branding and I prefer like doing the whole, you know, thing as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I just always acted. So this goes for also anything in your, like whether you want to start a business or not, but like doing the behavior of who you want to be. So who you Mm -hmm. are now, right now, those actions and habits are not going to get you to your next step. So every Mm. time I constantly was thinking, you know, okay, where do I want to be? So I wanted to have, after like freelancing and everything, I realized, okay, I want to have a full service design agency. Like I want clients to come to me and be able to like have everything. So copywriter, brand design, marketing, video, like photography, all of that. And so I just started saying that I offered that and would just find other creatives to pull into different projects. So I was like, you know, people would come to me and be like, oh, I can't wait to work with you and your team. And it was like, just me. And I was like, yeah, we can't (laughs) wait. (laughs) Like, It's going to be awesome. But that was just like, I knew the type of caliber of clients that I wanted to work with. And so I set myself up like that. So like you were saying, I started as Olivia Design and Company, and then I realized I didn't want to be forward-facing. I wanted to have this, like, agency um, okay. business. So that's why I changed my business name. I narrowed down my niche, like, who I wanted to work with. So we primarily work with – I would say people that are making an impact. So we work with, like, coaches, spas, therapists, nutritions, pe- nutritionists, like, people that are making an impact on other people's lives. And mm-hmm. – the only I just started narrowing that down after trial and error for years. Yeah. But I would say like the like the mindset of being like, okay, this is like the vision that I have for the company and like my position in the company that led to the decisions that I made going okay. forward. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like I would have no idea how to start a business. So nobody does. <laughs> that- Literally nobody does. Like some people go to business school, but I don't even know what you learn in business school. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, me that either. would help with entrepreneurship. Like the best entrepreneurs or the successful entrepreneurs just go for it. Yeah. What did you do in college? What did, what was your major? Oh, I changed my major yeah. like four times. Um, <laughs> I started, oh my God, what did I do? I think I started with business, international okay. business. So I like love to travel. I grew up, um, partially in Singapore. And then I've always just like hopped around um, Mm -hmm. growing up and then even in my adult life now. And so I always wanted to live in a different country and work. So I started with international business and then was like, I cannot, like, I just couldn't (laughs) keep up. Um, and then I think I changed, I don't know. I changed my, my major so many times, but I ended up graduating with, um, a degree in public immediated communications and English. Okay, cool. So I guess that's a lesson. Like if you want to start your business, it doesn't really matter like what you do, I guess. It does not matter. I'm totally self-taught. Like I took some graphic design courses in college, but everything that I know now I taught myself. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Um, Do you still dabble and do you teach yoga anymore or do you just kind of like practice it on the side? Yeah, I still practice yoga, not so much anymore now that I have a baby and my free time is super limited. Um, But (laughs) kind of when we moved back from California, I stopped working as a yoga instructor. Okay, nice. Yeah, so I feel like um, that was kind of like what I want to touch on with business, but I know you just mentioned that you are a new mom. So I didn't know if you wanted to like just kind of go into that and talk about I guess like how has 
being a mom been just like this first year, right? And not yeah. even a year. Not even a year. Yeah. She's 10 months old now. And I'll speak to the 20 year olds listening that (laughs) might not like know that you want to be a parent or you're not sure if that's like for you. And I will say Alex and I are super chill. Like we're so laid back. We, um, didn't learn how to change a diaper at the hospital after we had Lila, like we were very much just like went into parenthood. We were calling it blissfully ignorant. Um, <laughs> so we just knew that we wanted to have a family and we weren't willing that narrative that's out there that like kids stop your life or having kids, you know, you have to stop doing things that you love because you have a kid and yeah, it is really hard and it's very time consuming, but that is not true. You know, we both still work mm-hmm. full time. We both have, Li- we have Lila home with us. She has passport stamps. Like we've traveled with her a bunch and it really just makes life so much better. Um, but yeah, I've been a mom now for 10 months and I'm still constantly learning. (laughs) Yeah. I am like obsessed with your mom content and like Lila just at, because I saw it for reference, you live in New Hampshire now. So, um, we got to see each other for the holidays for people listening. And Lila is like the light of everyone's life. Like she just, it's impossible to not smile when you're around her. She is the cutest thing ever. Thank you. Uh, yeah. She's so happy and like having a baby too. Like it really puts stuff in per- to perspective of like time and like life in general, like what, mm-hmm. you, like what really matters and like what's important. So it's been really it's been really fun. And like having her too has like shifted a lot in our lives. So like we, like I said, I built my agency. I had, you know, we had tons of clients and it was great. And then once I found out that I was pregnant, I was kind of like, I can't sustain this. Mm -hmm. I'll have to take a one week maternity leave or something has to pivot. So yeah, we did change I ended up changing and pivoting just the structure of the agency, the amount of clients that we took on so that I could take an extended maternity leave. Because like I said, you know, the vision of like your life and those decisions that you make leading up to there, those are really important. And Uh the like, and if you don't have the vision, then how do you know where you're going? So I knew that I wanted to be a present mom and I didn't want to like work a million hours a week. Like I own my own business. I should be able to set my own schedule. Like I'm my own (laughs) boss. Like I don't need to work nine to five. So that just like finding out that I was pregnant really changed a lot too, because I, that kind of like helped me make decisions and pivot back to when I had originally wanted to start. Yeah. And so what happened? So I know that like, did you, you ended up taking maternity leave, right? For a while. Um, how, how was that? And like, how was kind of like passing the torch and like delegating all of your business to other people while you were on maternity leave? Like, how was that mentally? Yeah. So it was really hard. Like this, this transition into motherhood has been really difficult because I am like a constant, like go, 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 like achieving goals, like high performer. So is my husband. So the, having a baby like literally forces you to slow down. Like you cannot do anything, but take care of this baby, especially the first like four or five months. Um, and we didn't have any child 
care. Like we tried to have a nanny and that didn't work out. And then we had, uh, went to a daycare and the daycare closed, whatever. So (sighs) it's really just been us. And so we are forced to be super productive and just like have everything. But anyway, it was really tough for me to like that transition. Like I really thought like, okay, I'm gonna have a baby and like move on with my life. And then like Lila's just here and like, she didn't sleep. Um, (laughs) she like needed to constantly be held. And it, like, I was trying to do stuff. Like I was trying to like talk to my clients and everything. And my team was like, Olivia, it's fine. We're fine. Like Mm -hmm. you need to just chill. So it definitely was a really, really hard adjustment to like truly slow down. And it's still like a daily practice for me to be like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I can't. And now it's kind of like, if I make a decision and this goes for anything, whether you have a kid or not, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So to me, it's like, Mm -hmm. if I say yes to something in my calendar, then I'm saying no to Lila. So Uh, when I put that, and if you don't have a baby, it's like, if you're saying yes to someone else, you're saying no to yourself and like your self-care and your resting. Mm -hmm. So a decision, uh, even a non-decision is a decision. So that definitely has put a lot into perspective. Yeah. That's actually really good advice. Like if you're saying, even if you have like a a partner or like a spouse at home, like if you say yes to something else, you're saying no to like spending time with them or like if you say yes to, I don't know. Yeah. That's like, that's a, I've never thought about Yeah. Or you say like so many people, especially women, like we're just yes people like, yeah, sure. No problem. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll fit that in. Um, okay. Let me look. And then you're like looking at your schedule and you're like, oh, that was like when I was going to go to the gym or that's when I was going to do a movie night with my best friend, or that's when I was going to do X, Y, Z, but it's fine. And Mm -hmm. it might not seem like a big deal. And like your partner might be like, okay, no worries. Like we can do it another night. It's like, you're, you're sacrificing that for someone else's agenda for for what really? So, yeah. Um, that kind of goes like into something else I was going to ask you. So how, what would you say like your, I don't know, maybe like top doesn't have to be a number, but like top three or five priorities are, and like, have they changed over the years? Like since you graduated college or have you always kind of had like the same values, but they just like look different now? Yeah, they definitely look different. And I think that's another thing that I wish I knew in my 20s was like it it matters about what works for you and not other people. So like I said, like I've always been a high performer, meaning like I have big goals and I achieve them and I'm like constantly go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And I – would like look at, you know, the big gurus, like, what are they doing? Like Tony Robbins, like waking up at 5am every morning Mm -hmm. and jumping on the trampoline and doing cold plunge and sauna. And like, (laughs) I would try to do that. (laughs) Like, no, I'm just not going to do that. Like, that's not what fills my cup. I also don't like to have a schedule. Like I don't, I like to wake up and be like, okay, this is what I feel like doing today. Mm -hmm. Not Like, oh, I have to do XYZ or I have to do this. So I like to keep my schedule very open. So that's a really big non-negotiable for me is like, I only take calls on Tuesdays, like only Tuesdays. So if a client wants to talk to me, it's only on a Tuesday podcast interviews and other stuff I'll do like throughout the week because that's someone else's agenda, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But for me, I only take calls on Tuesdays. Um, and that has been for years, uh, my staple. Um, 
And then I would say like I've always prioritized like movement of some sort. So every day, no matter what, either like working out or going for a long walk or when we did live in California, we'd like go to the beach and go swimming. Um, That has been like always something. And then um, I don't answer my emails first thing in the morning. Okay. Has also been something that I always do. Like the night before I always make my to-do list and then when I get to my desk, I have my top three priorities and I do them and then I'll answer my email. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, there's a couple things I want to say about that. I like how you said you would look at other people and what they were doing. And because I did the, I don't know if you have seen the trend, like 75 hard um, on. So that was by this man, Andy Frisella, who's like this big, like serial entrepreneur, like whatever. And me and my sister did that over like during 2020. And I was thinking about it um, just recently. So that was like three and a half years ago. And I was thinking about it. And because it's like trending again for I feel like it always trends like in the new year. Yeah. Because people like want to reset. And I was like, I would never want to do that again because I do not want to be anything like Andy Frisella, like this big, mm-hmm. scary man. Like I <laughs> want to be my own person and like do what works for me. Like I do not need to work out like twice a day and read a self-help book every single day. Like sometimes I just want to read a fantasy book. Oh, and yeah. like, I saw you were reading um, the Akatar series too. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even get me started. What book are you on? Um, I'm still on the second one, A Court of Mist <gasps> and Fury. That one on was that? my favorite one oh, I, I'm on this okay. I'm almost done with the third one but the second one like I literally couldn't put the second one down like that's I'm embarrassed what... that I read the second one I think in like two weeks oh my god <laughs> that's what everyone says too and I genuinely this might be a spoiler but I like got halfway through the second book and realized that we were gonna have to mourn everything about the first book and I was like I cannot read this so I I think I took like three weeks off of reading it because I was like I can't believe that we're just like not oh yeah oh my god it gets so much better yeah so now I'm I think I'm like I'm on my kindle so I'm like eight or like 60 percent of the way done and it's getting good again and I'm just like I need to read I'm such a slow reader but yeah um anyway yeah I started talking about that because I just like don't need to read self-help every single day or like freaking yeah like diet strictly every single day yeah some people and you just really have to find what works for you and it's all about like balancing and like living intuitively I feel like and doing what feels good so yeah um, and and not like comparing yourself to others and everyone is super different and especially like women Mm-hmm. We're not wired to do things like that. Like yeah. the fasting or like the the intermittent fasting or yeah, eating 150 grams of protein. Like we're literally not meant to do that and it's not yeah. good for us. It's not good for our hormones. So there's no reason why you should do it. But also just being realistic. I think like I spent most of my 20s like setting the most unrealistic goals and be like I'm gonna wake up at 5 a.m every day and <laughs> I'm gonna do this this and this like I need literally 12 hours of sleep like I should have yeah. just embraced that that I needed that much sleep and I probably would have been way more productive and so being re- realistic about like what you can 
what you can do. And that has definitely helped me like into motherhood too. But another thing too about 75 hard is it's funny that you brought that up because Alex and I like made our own 75 hard that we're doing right now. But because we're like, that's crazy. We're not doing that. So we're doing like a 90 day thing on our own. And we have, you know, one workout a day, a gallon of water, reading whatever you feel like reading and then um no alcohol and it really things like that though it really does come down to discipline Mm -hmm. so even if you have like two things if you're like okay I want to start some sort of routine I think just introducing a non-negotiable like I'm gonna prioritize drinking water and doing some sort of movement whether you know it's just go for a walk or go to the yeah. gym like I went to the Y the other day and literally just walked on an incline on the treadmill because I was yeah. like this is the, the maximum of what I can do today <laughs> and yeah. but it was fine and I felt great after because I just got it done so I think discipline definitely is like important mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be like extreme especially if you're just not that kind of person yeah and I think discipline too is like always going to help you like if you're disciplined in doing things that make you feel good like being disciplined on like eating more veggies or like drinking water and getting in movement it's like those are things oh my god I dropped my mic Um, (laughs) those are things that are gonna like make you feel better and I feel like I'm a big advocate for like going off of how you feel yeah like um if you're just eating foods that feel good for you doing movement that feel good you're gonna like start to look forward to it like this morning I I did the same thing I just like walked in my apartment treadmill I just did like a two-mile walk and I was like excited to go because yesterday I like sat the whole day and I was like I can't I like need to go on a walk yeah um yeah I feel like in my experience like being disciplined in the beginning has just made it like easier down the road because now I don't really think twice about doing things that are good for me because I just know if I don't do them like I'll feel like crap so yeah a hundred percent and everyone is motivated right like everyone Mm -hmm. has dreams and everyone's like oh yeah I really want to do that I really want to do this but you're not always going to be motivated and it's the days that you're not motivated but have the discipline to do it is how you're going to be successful like if you are listening to this and you do want it start your own business, the most important characteristic to have or quality to have as a successful entrepreneur is resilience and tenacity. Like the, the ability to just go and take action no matter what, whether you're motivated or not, like to just keep going, that is what's going to set you apart and what will eventually help you achieve your dreams. And you're only going to get there if you're disciplined and by like proving to yourself that you could do it, like on the days where you just like don't want to work out or you like just want to watch Netflix, but you like still just like get in 30 minutes of work or 30 minutes or an hour of your side hustle. Like that is what's going to build that resilience and then get you closer to your goals no matter what it is. Yeah, no, I, I love that a lot. And I think too, like, even like you said, if you're not starting a business, like those traits are important no matter what I just think like for me I don't really maybe down the line one day I'll feel differently but I don't really have the desire to like start a business like I feel like I'm very content with just like my job and um like the life I have now but I feel like I definitely use that in other areas like even just like Abby and I are consistent with the podcast and like posting content for that and like Mm -hmm. um 
being realistic about that too. Like when I first started, I remember being like, I'm going to do all the content on Sunday. And like, that is just like not realistic for me yeah. at all. So what like if you want to go do something else? <laughs> yeah. So now I have a goal of like doing one thing for like 30 minutes before I go to bed for the podcast. And that's like way more realistic than yeah. like trying to batch like the <laughs> batch, like all of the content for Instagram on Sundays. So it's like, yeah, just yeah. finding what works for you. I feel like it's so important. Mm-hmm. And also doing like intentional rest with no phone, no electronics, nothing like that. That mm-hmm. is super important to just like be. Um, and that is also discipline because that is really hard. <laughs> yeah. I have been trying to like, even I've thought about this because you said you don't check your emails in the morning. I like need to be more disciplined with this of like plugging my phone in, in a different room yeah. like, when I go to bed and when I wake up because the days I do it and like I'll read before bed and then wake up and like not touch my phone first thing I actually get up and get what I need to do done but the days that I plug my phone in like right next to my bed I'm like scrolling for an hour and then I just start my day like looking at other people yeah on, like, Instagram and it's like I just feel like crap for like the whole morning yeah I'm just like so yeah the best like thing I've ever heard and I think Ryan Holiday said this if you do you want to read or listen to a really good book, a self-help book, Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday? So okay. good. Like, and you could listen to it. It's a super quick audio book. I think it's like four hours. Like oh, it's okay. really good. It might even be, might even be on Spotify. So you know how they have audiobooks now? Yeah. You it might be on there, but I can't remember if he said this or not. But it's like when your email, checking your email or Instagram is catering to other people's agendas, you know, like other people want you to answer their email because that's their agenda. So when you look at your email or Instagram first thing in the morning, it's basically like opening your bedroom door and having hundreds of people being like, (laughs) this is what I'm going to do today. And this is what I had for breakfast. And like, I'm working out. And then you're just like, whoa, I just (laughs) woke up. But, and that sounds like so extreme, but it's so true because you start looking, you start scrolling on Instagram and you're like, oh my God, this person is like already doing that. Or I should be doing this. Or I want that. Or you answer an email and you're like, okay, like maybe I should like do that first then. And that's just not a good way to wake up at all. Like your brain automatically goes into reactive instead of proactive when you wake up and you're just like, okay, I am going to do my skincare routine and then I'm going to drink water and then I'm going to have my coffee and do what you want to do without anyone else's opinion or anyone else's agenda. And I do not sleep with my phone in my room. I, I, I have been more now that I have a baby. Cause like we have the monitor yeah. on our phone, but I really don't need to now. But, um, I didn't sleep with my phone in my room for years because of that reason. Yeah, I know. I've been like trying to even I would like start doing it during the week and then like plug my phone in next to my bed on the weekends. And lately I've just stopped doing that because now on the weekends I'll like like yesterday I think I I had my phone next to me and then I didn't get out of bed until 10. And I was like, why? Why did I do that? that You're looking at like stupid stuff. Like stuff, like stuff that I I'm not laughing and I just like don't need to be watching. So yeah, that's no. Like- I Alex the other day was like, "What are you looking at?" Because he I, I don't I, I rarely like scroll through anything. And I was on TikTok yeah. and I was scrolling through TikTok watching people line dancing. 
<laughs> he was like, what are you watching? I was like, I'm watching people line yeah. dancing. He's like, that is literally so stupid. Like, yeah. why? I was like, you're so right. This is ridiculous. Like, I yeah. could be doing anything better with my time than watching strangers line dance. Yeah, strain- yeah strangers. <laughs> it's like so crazy. I 100% agree. I can't even tell you what I watch. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know like why I watch day to day besides cooking videos. I feel like those are the only videos where I'm like, yeah, okay, I could actually get something out of this because yeah. then I'll make it. But, but definitely yeah. like your productivity starts the night before. So like my bedtime, yeah. like nighttime routine is like very much like solidified because mm-hmm. I know that if I don't do it, then the next day I'll be really upset. Yeah, no, I I 100%. I feel like I'm very similar. I always have to like lay out my clothes the night before like do my skincare like brush my teeth all that before yeah. I go to bed because mm-hmm. it just like sets me up for them like fill up my water before I wake up like parched like, oh my God. <laughs> like I need water immediately Same. <laughs> cool um okay well we could probably wrap up because we are we have been chatterboxes <laughs> I can <could> literally <laughs> talk so forever fun. so Thanks. tell me when to stop um, no, but do you want to tell everyone like where they can find you, your business, your podcast, like give all the plugs for where people can find you? Yeah, for sure. So for like motherhood and behind the scenes entrepreneurship, you can follow at by Olivia Austin on Instagram. And I just started a TikTok. Nice. <laughs> that is also at by Olivia Austin. And then you could also go to my website by And then my businesses, I have current dot design studio and that's on Instagram. That's all just brand and website design stuff. And then I also have another business called motive deck, which is affirmation cards and rituals for entrepreneurs. And that's at motive deck on Instagram. Awesome. Oh, and my podcast is behind the design podcast, but you can find that like through the links. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I was saying I listened to it and I love your podcast. You have such a good podcasting voice. It's oh, so thank funny. you. I like <laughs> I actually love podcasting because it's the best way to like get information across. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's easier than writing. Yeah, I love I listen in the car to podcasts all the time and I'm always like, I wish I had I wish I could like write something down while I'm listening. I need to like sit and listen to podcasts, but I know I, I think podcasting is just like, that is honestly like how I've learned so much. Like podcasting is just such a great tool. Yeah. agree. And most, and it's free usually to listen yeah. to podcasts. So yeah, yep. everyone should go listen. Cool. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. This was so much fun. And yeah, of course. We- yeah, we will have to get – I'm sure the family will get together soon, but I don't know if I'll be in New Hampshire. I need to, maybe I can come up to New <laughs> it's Hampshire. It's not that far. You should come visit. <laughs> I know. Do you, have, do you still have chickens? Yep. Okay, I want to come and see the chickens and see why. We have, we have basically a zoo. We have six chickens, two cats, and a dog and a baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah, I want to I come up and visit. Yeah, you definitely should. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye.